Welcome back to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. You've made it to week two. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate all of you coming in to have a listen. If you're new here, let me quickly explain what it is I am doing. I'm taking those head-to-head matchups, the featured matchups that NASCAR.com is putting on their fantasy live game, and I am breaking those down. I'm taking a look at averages, lots of averages, lots of numbers. In this case, we're going to look at all the super speedways. Comparable tracks here are Daytona, Talladega, and of course, we'll look back at some Atlanta data. Now, I'm going to go back two years in the next-gen car, looking at the data for the best driver average, for the best driver rating, and now I have a list for speed rankings. And speed rankings are provided by iFantasyRace.com. If you are not following Ryan over there at iFantasyRace, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go check him out. I get a lot of my stuff right there from him, iFantasyRace.com. Okay, so after I average out all those numbers, we take a look and see who comes out ahead there, and we make a pick. Now, moving on to the next segment, what we do is take a look at Rowdy's picks. Of course, we take a look and see what I'm doing from week to week and how well I'm performing. And after that, we'll take a look at the sports books and see how they have the top 10s listed and see if we got any values in there. I've got a couple of long shots to throw at you, and finally, we will give you a win pick for the week. So going back to the top, we are going to Atlanta Motor Speedway, a pseudo speedway. Not quite a super speedway and not quite an intermediate, so that's what you get, a pseudo speedway. But it does race like a super speedway, so that's why we're putting the Daytona and Talladega stats in there. So let's take a look now and see who we have going up against each other. This week, they posted the 24 William Byron up against Denny Hamlin, a Chevy versus a Toyota, two powerhouses. We've got Alex Bowman going up against Christopher Bell, a Chevy versus a Toyota again. Logano in his Ford going up against Brad Keselowski, also in a Ford. And Bubba Wallace in his Toyota going up against Chase Elliott in his Chevy. So back to the top. Taking a look at William Byron's career stats, he has nine races run at the track, with two of those being top five finishes, finishing up in the top five in 22.22% of his runs. He's got three top ten finishes, finishing up in the top ten in 33.33% of his runs. Willie B has two DNFs, that's 22% of his runs ending in failure. He has 174 laps led at the track, that averages out to 19.3 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 17.8, and he has two wins to his credit. Looking at Denny Hamlin's stats, he's got 27 races run, six of those being top fives, also 22.22% of his finishes being up in the top five. He's got 10 top 10 finishes, finishing up in the top 10 in 37.04% of his races. Four DNFs for him, but that is only 15%. He has 438 laps led, averaging out to 16.222 laps led per race, and his average pretty close to Will B, but beats him out with a 16.9, and he has one win at the track. Now, as I mentioned, we'll look at the comparable tracks. I've got Daytona, Talladega, and Atlanta in here. We've got four tracks for Atlanta back in 22 and 23. Uh, I've got uh, five tracks now here for Daytona. I'm adding in last week's race, so we have more data to work with there. And four races, two for the 22 season, two for the 23 season at Talladega. And the driver average finish positions look like this. William Byron comes up with a 16.54. Denny Hamlin, 18.54. After averaging their driver ratings, William Byron comes up with an 86.42. Denny Hamlin, 79.45. Looking at the speed ranks, 
In the speed ranking, we have data for the 22 and 23 season for all three tracks, Atlanta, Daytona, and Talladega. Averaging these together, William Byron comes up with a 9.63 speed rank. Denny Hamlin, 16.77. So on these matchups this week, I'm just going to trust in the numbers. I'm probably overthinking things, but they are super speedways, so there is that. But if a driver takes two categories out of the three, he gets the pick. So here Willie B comes out on top of all three, so Rowdy's pick will be the 24. He had a better driver average, better driver rating, and his speed ranks all trump Denny Hamlin's. So, like I said, Rowdy's pick, 24, Willie B. Keeping it simple. All right, moving on, the second head-to-head -head matchup we have is the 48 Alex Bowman going against the 20 of Christopher Bell. Alex Bowman's career stats have him racing at Atlanta 11 times, two top five finishes, finishing up there in 18.18% of his runs. He has three top 10 finishes, finishing in the top 10 in 27.27% of his runs. No DNFs, pretty good. No laps led, not so good. His average finish at the track is 17.6, and he's still looking for his first win. Seabell, he's got seven races run at the track, one of those being top five. That's 14.29% of his runs finishing in the top five. He's got two top tens finishing up there in 28.57% of his runs. No DNFs, so it looks pretty good. These two boys have not wrecked out of this track yet, so good head-to-head. Seabell's -head. got 22 laps led, averaging 3.14 laps led per race. His average finish is just a hair shorter than Alex at 16.4. He's looking for his first win at the track as well. Now let's take a look at the comparable tracks and the averages. After taking Atlanta, Daytona, and Talladega and averaging their finish position together, we come up with a P17 for Alex Bowman and a P17 for Christopher Bell. I've only seen this happen one time before. Looking at the driver ratings, Alex Bowman has a 78.02. Christopher Bell comes in at 78.78. Super close there. So it's kind of hard to determine the better of the two at this point. So taking a look at their speed rankings for Atlanta, Daytona, and Talladega, Alex Bowman's average comes up with a 14.77. Christopher Bell, a 16.30. So here we ended up, like I said, tied as their driver averages are equal. Driver ratings... That falls in Bell's lap, and Bowman, he gets the speed ranking. So dropping off the data for Daytona and Talladega seems to be the way to go here to narrow down the findings. And when I do this, Seabell, he comes out on top of all categories, driver average, driver rating, and speed ranking. So that leads me to only one conclusion. Seabell is Rowdy's pick for this one. See? Easy peasy. Moving on to the next match, we've got Joey Logano going up against Brad Keselowski. Joey's got 20 races run at the track with three of those being top five finishes, finishing up in the top five in 15% of his runs. He's got seven top tens, finishing in the top 10 in 35% of his goes, and no DNFs. Joey has 358 laps led at the track, averaging 17.9 laps led per race. His average finish is P16. He has one win at the track, 5% of his races. Brad Kozlowski has 18 races run at the track, five of those being top fives, Finishing up there in the top five in 27.78% of his runs. He's got 11 top 10 finishes, finishing in the top 10 in 61.11% of his runs. Three DNFs for him, has him finishing badly in 17% of his runs. He has 201 laps led, averaging up to 11.16 laps led per race. And Brad's average finish at the track bests Joey's at 13.9, and he has two wins in Atlanta. That puts him up there in winner's circle in 11.11% .11 of his runs. 
Now looking at the comp tracks. Their average finish positions puts Joey Logano at 18.31. Brad Keselowski a bit shorter at 17.15. Brad takes that one. Driver rating, Joey Logano 88.68. Brad Keselowski 76.67. Joey takes that one. So it all comes down to the combined speed ranks. Joey Logano comes up with a 15.63. Brad Keselowski a 16.53. So this matchup has Logano coming ahead on driver rating and speed ranking. Gotta stick to the plan, trust in the numbers. Logano gets Rowdy's pick. All right, one more matchup. The 23 car Bubba Wallace going up against the nine Chase Elliott. Bubba's got nine races run at the track. No top five, no top 10, zero DNFs. He does have a handful of laps led at eight. His average finish at the track is 21st and he's looking for that first win. Chase Elliott, he's got 10 races run at the track, two of those being top fives, finishing up in the top five in 20% of his runs. He has seven top 10 finishes, finishing in the top 10 in a whopping 70% of his runs. How about that? Chase has one DNF amounting to 10% of his runs there, and he has 164 laps led, averaging out to 16.4 laps led per race. His average finish bests Bubba's with an 11.5, and he has one win at the track, 10% of his races. Looking at the comp tracks, the average finish position puts Bubba at 16.38. Chase comes up with an 11.46. Average driver rating, Bubba 74.61, Chase Elliott 93.53, and the speed rankings. Bubba Wallace comes up with a 19.27, Chase Elliott 13.53. This is a clear mismatch. It makes me wonder what the books are seeing in this matchup that I'm not. So, But uh, Elliott clearly shows better in all categories here, so there's just one thing I can do. Go with the nine car, Rowdy's pick. Okay, now we've got that out of the way. This is the part of the show where we take a look at Rowdy's season average. There's many weeks I like to skip over this, and this is one of them. But that's week one, so let's check it out. Last week, out of a possible 40 points, we put up 10. At a moment of weakness, I made a last-minute change, and that cost me 10 points. So I would have had 20, but uh, yeah, got to stick with my guns this week. So we've got a current total of 10 points out of 40, leaving a lot of points on the table, and uh, current average is 25%. That does not look so good, but that's the nature of Daytona. So. Far cry from the 55% that I put up for the season last season, but what I'm aiming for is 67%. That was two-thirds the season before. Two-thirds of my picks were right, so let's see if we can't do that again. Not starting off on the right foot, but that's that. All right, let's take a look at the sports books now and see how they have the top 10 listed and see if we got any values in there to work with. So we've got a bunch of co-favorites on top. They couldn't decide anywhere who was their top dog. We've got Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, and Brad Keselowski all listed at 12 to 1. Joey Logano, you can find him at FanDuel. Denny Hamlin, only at Bet Rivers. Ryan Blaney, you can get him at Bet Rivers and Bet365 for that value. And... You can only find Brad for plus 1200 at FanDuel and Bet Rivers. Chase Elliott, he comes in at plus 1300. You can only find him at BetMGM for that value. William Byron, also plus 1300 at BetMGM. Christopher Bell, 14 to 1, also at BetMGM. Kyle Larson comes in next at 16 to 1. You can only find him for that value at Bet Rivers. Kyle Busch, also listed at 16 to 1. You can find him at Bet Rivers and Bet365 for that value. 
And lastly, rounding out the top 10, you've got Martin Truex Jr., also listed at plus 1,600. That's 16 to 1, and this seems to be the only place where all the books agree. BetMGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, BetRivers, Bet365, all across the board. They agree, Martin Truex, 16 to 1. So looking for value at a super speedway, it's not practical, especially after what we saw at Daytona. If I were to consider value, you can't go wrong with the winner of the last race last week at 13 to 1, Willie B. But I like what that 8 car had going on last week. Those Childress power plants look really strong. I like 16 to 1 for that Kyle Busch number 8 machine. Not sure if they'll be bringing the same car, it's not likely, but the power plant, who knows? Maybe they'll bring that thing, drop it in his car and haul off to a win. All right, moving on. Let's take a look at some long shot bets here. I nailed one last week. Let's see if we can do it again. I like what I see out of the 99 car for this week's long shot. Suarez has been really good at Atlanta while running in the next gen car. His average finish over the last four races ranks sixth in the field at 10.3. He has three top 10 and two top five finishes during this period as well. His outright is currently listed at 30 to one, but a top 10 is what we're looking for here. His current listing is plus 160 for that top 10. And a second long shot. Since the number seven Corey LaJoy took care of us last week, we're gonna give him another go at it this week. His average finish in the next gen car while on the repave has him ranked 12th with an average finish of 15.3. Nearly winning this one a couple of races ago had the books all up in arms as they had him listed for some pretty good value. I don't remember what it was, but I know it was big. And you won't find values like that anymore. But I still see 40 to 1 as a good outright for that 7 car. And for a top 10, I really like his price of plus 220. So jump on that before it changes. And this week's winner, winner pick. Guess what? I'm also doubling down with my winner pick this week. I like what Chase Elliott's numbers have to say in the next gen car. He has the highest average finish amongst active drivers with 7 top 10 finishes in 10 races. In the summer of 22, he took both stages and the win. They have great data to work with for that ride, and all of that Hendrick organization looked strong last weekend. When they were at full throttle, that is to say. Hopefully, there will be no gas games this weekend. Okay, that about does it for me over here, but before I go, if you like podcasts and you like NASCAR, you have to check out the Final Lap Weekly, run by two awesome dudes, Kerry Murphy and our very own Toby Christie. You get all your NASCAR news done in a fun and entertaining way got driver interviews and we've got a fantasy league over there also that uh, yours truly here rowdy dragon is moderating over there if you want to join us have a listen to the final lap weekly and i'll tell you over there how to join us all right folks that is it for me over here i bid you all good luck at atlanta this weekend it's a good place to put some money in your pocket so do it and may you shoot to the top of your fantasy leagues all right y'all we'll talk to you next week see ya